Dear Diary, today I interviewed Neil. He's been Wolfie for 21 years and is retiring this season. The Skype connection wasn't that great, but please bear with us. It was a really good interview. Take a listen. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good. You okay? Yes. <laughs> good, good. It's almost eight, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. that's fine. We had daylight savings over here and I got really confused. <laughs> yeah, you're nine hours uh, behind, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you, you fire ahead. How do you want to play this? Oh, I just wanted to clarify, are we giving your character name? The character names, is what, the mascot name? Yeah, are we allowed to say Wolfie or no? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 that's fine. So then I'm talking with yeah. Wolfie. And then if you want to give your name, just as, like, Neil? Yeah. Oh, okay. Alrighty, so how long have you been a mascot? Um, this is 21 years now. Wow, oh my goodness. 21 years. It'll be my last season. What? You're, are you going to retire or? Yeah, yeah. I've got my, I, I've got um, a ruptured anterior cruciate ligament and um, it's starting to, uh, I, I did it years and years ago and I've always compensated for it. And whenever I do the mascot, it's the knees heavily strapped up. Yeah. And, um, but it's getting, getting to a point now where I've really got to think about the leg and um so i'm going to make this my last season i think 21 years is long enough yeah wow that's that's amazing and have you been the same character wolfie for the whole time or yeah yeah the whole time that is dedication <laughs> about five different five different suits and heads um but yeah the same character has the suit changed over the years like or has it just pretty much been the same it's pretty pretty standard and um it's the same blueprint that they've used every time we changed it but i i have the suit at home and my wife washes it after every game and steams the head and what have you and, and the club have various suits that sometimes they'll have somebody out the the office who'll get into it for a photo shoot but if it's any any big pr or certainly match days it's always me that does it yeah, definitely. Wow, that's dedication and teamwork right there. So yeah. was this your full-time job or did you have another job? No, no, I, I do this for free. Oh, wow. I, I've worked all full-time in different areas and um, this is just something that I've done out of, um, well, it happened by accident, but it's really just out of love of the club, really. And they asked me if I'd do it 21 years ago, and I've been doing it ever since. That is amazing. My hat is off to you. I really do admire that dedication. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> how did that? How did you fall into this position? Well, we get as a as a fan, you, you can ask be the same where you are. I suppose you can buy a season ticket. Yeah. And um, I I was in the the shop. The, club shop one day I just bought my season ticket and they'd, they'd just started with a mascot and I saw the first game that he did and um, I just I just said in the shop who's that guy doing the mascot in I said he's awful <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, I said he's not very entertaining at all I said, and I said you need somebody to do who can do a bit of moonwalking something like that and I started moonwalking in the shop 
and and the following week we were playing London Broncos and um, they phoned me up and said would you do it and I said yeah I'll come along and do it and um, it it just went out of control from there really um, because I was doing all sorts of stuff that the other mascot wasn't doing and and they said would you continue to do it and they said yeah and I said how much do you want to be paid for it I said I don't want paying just give it to charity or something like that and I've never been paid since Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, it was in the club shop. I was moonwalking in the club shop. And, uh, so that's how I got it. That's a great audition right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just evolved over the years. It's the, the way that I used to do the mascot 21 years ago is totally different to the way I do it now. Because over the years, I've got to know the people in the crowd or certain people within the crowd, and I've adapted... I have one act, if you like, for the children, which is very fluffy. And I have one act for the adults, which is a little bit risque. And um, it's just grown over the years with different things. I I use props. And, uh, I drag people onto the pitch. Usually the ladies empty their handbags out, pretend to pinch them and run off with them, tie people up to the posts and things like that, and just different things every year I come up with um, so it's changed over the years what would you say is your favorite skit that you've done um, well there's been so many I, I quite enjoyed tying somebody up to the post during the half time break and then leaving them there <laughs> for as long as I possibly could um, just before kick off and then un- unstrap them again and drag them off just before kick off and, and use another one that goes down where is um, uh, pinching a lady's handbag and emptying the contents out onto the pitch and stealing the purse, giving everything back, but keep hold of the purse. And um, then they realize it's gone and they have to come and get it off me and chase me around the pitch to get the purse back. (laughs) That's Things like that. Just, there's been all sorts. I have uh, have props, I have rubber chickens, rubber snakes, I have um, rubber, rubber pigs and uh, I throw them into the crowd and I have a, a big blue bag and the crowd have to throw it back and, and get the snake or the chicken or the pig into the bag. And if they get it in the bag, the crowd goes bananas because they, you know, they give them a big cheer. And So, yeah, uh, oh, there's been all sorts. It's all, I, I tend to do crowd participation. You get some mascots who do uh, wheels and things like that or the head. My head is too big to do anything like that. So I always did crowd participation, got them on the pitch, went into the crowd, crowd surfing, things like that. And oh, wow. Yeah, just a lot of it is just what comes into my head at the time. And um, Yeah, there's been all sorts of things I've done. Would, what would you say is the most dangerous thing that you've done? I mean, crowd surfing to me is the most dangerous. I'm like, ah, I don't want to crowd surf. I'm not even in a suit or have a helmet on or anything most dangerous thing I think I did was it wasn't actually in the ground it was it was for a charity thing and I upsailed down a tall building in the town and of course I had the hands up full of fur and trying to hold onto the rope it was slippy and uh, I would up my army feet a couple of hundred feet up and it was really difficult to upsail down in the gear and um I was glad it was all over because I was slipping as I went down. So that was the, that was the most dangerous thing outside of the ground. But 
Oh my gosh. But you were in a harness, right? I mean, they harnessed you up. Well, yeah, but it's just, I'm still slipping, you know, and yeah. I wasn't particularly competent to, to realize that I couldn't keep hold of the rope to steady myself. And, um, but the, the other dangerous thing in the ground, uh, <laughs> on the ground, <laughs> on the ground. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I used to drive around in a go-kart and, um, before the game and, uh, because I've only got very limited vision, I quite often very nearly ran people over. So it was dangerous for them, rather dangerous for me. Uh, players were on the pitch warming up and uh, quite often just missed them, didn't see them there and could have quite easily uh, run them over. <laughs> wow. How do you deal with the unsupervised kids, the crazy adults and maybe crazy women? Do you have a story for those? Uh, some of the some of the kids of a certain age are mm, they can be a they can be a bit dangerous because they think they can run and tackle you and uh, they, and obviously with a limited vision you can't see them coming so I, I, because I've been doing it so long now I I tend to know what those kids are like and where they are so I'll stay that side of the fence, if you were, that side of the barrier. Yeah. And I'll only go, in, I'll only go into the, to the stands where it's a family stand uh, and you know that they're supervised. And so I'll mess around with them in the stand. I'll go and sit next to them during the game and things like that. And so I get to know really uh, who are likely to cause me an issue, but they're, generally they're all okay. Really. It's, we don't get massive crowds. So I think we probably average about, but the stayed holds 15,000 so it's, it's probably about 15,000 really it's in there I can't get to see everybody obviously <laughs> yeah yeah and the adults or maybe women <laughs> the women the, the women are <laughs> well they <laughs> the women are, are worse than the men because <laughs> they they um, well how can I put it they they like a cuddle and some of them get a little bit adventurous with their cuddles. <laughs> um, so I, 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 uh, I don't, you know, I don't mind that really. I just make a joke out of it, but they, they like to, as they say over here, they like to what they call copper feel. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. But it's all done in good part. And, um, so I don't mind. It's, it's, all, it's all taken a good part. But the women are very, very hands-on, shall we say. Yeah. Not that I can feel much. I'm all padded up. <laughs> yeah. Any drunk stories or? Any uh, drunk stories. Although they're allowed to drink in the ground, but if they, if anybody seems to be over the limit, as it were, they're, they're very quickly escorted out. So I've, I've had uh, a few drunks when we've done things um, outside of grounds, you know, walked around the stadium, meet and greet, and things like that. Had a few drunks there, but the tent generally they're they're um, they're steered away before they can get to do anything. So there's nothing really untoward about any 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 drunks. They're not generally allowed in the grounds anyway. If they look as though they're, they've had one or too many. Understandable. Um, other, well, I've had problems with other mascots, really, rather than trunks. But oh, really? What happened? We had um, 
a local rival team, we were playing a local rival team, and their mascot was a Viking. And they decided that at half time they would have us race. So behind the, the goal line at one end of the field, we had to sprint and jump through tires and hoops and go over boards and things like that. And then oh turn around, come back, do it all again. And then we had to pick the ball up 20 yards out from the try line or the touch like touchdown line, as you might call it. And, and then I, I would pick it up and then I would dive, I had to dive over the line. It was the first one to score, win the race and score. And I, I won it, but I, we had a lot of fans behind the, the goalposts. And I, um, I cracked on that uh, this particular mascot was, how can I put it, uh, not as, um, let's just say not as fit as he should be. And he, he saw me do it to the crowd and he decided he wasn't going to have any of that. He got really annoyed and he started a fight. He actually started a fight. What? And, uh, I, yeah, and I was shouting to him, what are you doing, this kid, sir? What, what are you doing? And he... He went about it quite viciously, and in the end, I just thought, I can't have this. I need to defend myself here because nobody was coming to help me. And um, so I, I grabbed him by his, his shirt, and I managed to put like a judo throw on him and put him on the ground. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> just as he went on the ground, some of the stewards uh, came over, took him away. I think they realized that he attacked me, as it were, and he got sacked and uh, so there was that. Uh, there was another one where there was some mask. Two, there was two mascots at this club, and I went to their ground, and uh, they wanted to pretend that we were boxing, spar fighting, if you like. And I said, "No, no, you can't do that with children around." He said, "No, we're only going to pretend." Well, you know, some mascots wear the big boots. Yes. The big, big footwear. Well, I, I refuse to wear it because I think they're dangerous. So I wear trainers. Uh-huh. And they were they were wearing boots, and they were boxing me or sparring me and I put my left foot forward in a boxing stance and I my, I couldn't see but my foot went on his big boot and when I pretended to, to throw a punch he fell over and this was in front of his home supporters and they they actually thought I'd hit their mascot oh. and knocked him down <laughs> and the place went wild <laughs> so uh, so yeah they're, they're the only other the only things I've had problems with mascots are. Other than that, we, we always make a point of you know, meeting in the centre of the field and shaking hands and things like that. Yeah, good sportsmanship um, yeah. for the kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. No, no drunks as such, but more problems with other mascots. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Have you received any cool or maybe even strange gifts from your fans over the years? Uh, I get, yeah, well, I get... A lot of children making things, yeah. cards, cakes, things like that. I get sent a lot of photographs from fans, uh, videos from fans. But yeah, I do get gifts off them, especially around about Christmas time or just after Christmas. Uh, and it's 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 nice from the kiddies because it's you know it's you're a bit like Santa Claus to them, and they they like to give you sweets and what have you. And so yeah, that's all very nice. But when when the when the adults do it, it shows that you're I think you're accepted and they like what you do. And for me, that's the best part of the job because I can do something on the pitch and see them laughing. And that's all the reward you want, really. Yeah, that's awesome. 
And okay, so I mean, you've been a mascot for over 20 years, like that's awesome. And I feel like it's really changed like now with technology, with like videos, like streaming and things going viral. So did, were you like a part of that change? Like when when did you see that happen? Or if you can touch on that a little bit. When Twitter and Facebook became more popular, there's on YouTube, people take videos of themselves with Wolfie and they put them on YouTube, they put them on Twitter and um, they'll film me doing various bits and that goes on on social media. So whenever I see anything like that, I take a copy of the picture and I put it in a, a, a file on my laptop to you know, just to remind me of some of the things that people have seen me do. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I'm on Twitter and I'm, the thing with the club is they've, I've got a Twitter account as Wolfie, uh, but the club, I've got an official Twitter account, account, and he's got, all he does is just say things like, oh, I'm in town today, come and see me, say hello, whereas I actually talk about some of the fans that I've met in the match, and it annoys me that the official mascot is just somebody in an office, yeah, and he's got something, I think he's got something like three, four or 5,000 followers, and I actually do the match days, and I've got over 2,000 followers. And I think, well, if I combine the two together, I'd probably have 5,000 followers, which would be would be good. Um, but because there's an official one, and I'm not an official one, if you like, I just do it as Wolfie, match day Wolfie. Um, and I think people are a bit confused as to which one is the real one. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, there's a, a Twitter account, and... Um, I message various people in the crowd that I've seen. They, they request I go and see them. They ask me to, to attend weddings and things like that. Uh, bringing people to the game for the first time. Can I go and visit them? So they'll give me their seat number. And, um, and so before the game, I'll have to go out, try and find where the seat is because obviously limited vision, it's difficult to see where they would be. And so I go and say hello and embarrass them if I can in some way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Make the game memorable. That's awesome. Yeah. The biggest thing that's gone on for 20 years, and I've tried to stop this, but I can't stop it. It's just become an accepted part of the pre-match routine. And it started 20 years ago where I used to wear two pairs of shorts. One one of the top short was the, the strip, the uniform. Um, and underneath was a pair of coloured shorts. And I used to write a message on there for the fans. And um, and they would chant for me to show my arse. <laughs> it would chant, Wolfie, Wolfie shows your arse. And so I would drop my shorts and they would see a message on there. And it was usually a message that started them off chanting, singing a song. Um, and when I first did it, I got holed in by the police. Uh, and I had to explain to them, look, this is, this is, um, do you know what pantomime is? Do you know what pantomime? Yeah. Have you ever heard of pantomime? Yeah, I said, yeah. look, this is just pantomime. This is, this is Laurel and Hardy stuff. It's just me interacting with the crowd, and they accepted it and said, okay, you can carry on doing it. Uh, but now I have to have a message on my backside <laughs> for every game that I go to because the crowd 
just chant Wolfie Wolfie shows your ass. And um, every, it's so difficult to come up with a different short message that I can fit on my backside on the shorts. And that's, that's happened for the last 20 years. I can't stop them doing it. Uh, it's very weird, but it's, I try to keep it um, clean. You know, I try to make it more as inoffensive to people as I possibly can, but you know, I've got away with it for over 20 years. So I suppose it, it makes people smile. No, oh, yeah, definitely. I would, I would love that. <laughs> I would chant that. And yeah. so do you think whoever takes over your job, I don't know if you have that person all lined up, but do you think they'll continue with this tradition? It seems like a cool, funny tradition. I mean, yeah, well, the, the, there is a standing, but it's not a permanent standing. Um, and he tries to copy what I do whenever I've not been able to do it, which is not that often. And when he does it, the crowd then chant, you're not the real Wolfie. Oh, um, no. So he, so he knows that he's he needs to find his own act, really. But whether he'll take over or not at the end of the season, I don't know. Do you think you'll have tryouts? or? For me, you've got to engage the crowd. You've got to engage the children and you know and the individual adults when they want it. And you've got to have something that can make them smile or laugh. And... Some of the things I've done, I've done for 20 years, and it's like a new audience every season. It's just things like just getting somebody, some woman to scratch my back, and she does it willingly. And then when she's done it, I then scratch my backside, and she won't do that, you know? But she, they laugh because I've asked her to scratch my backside. And <laughs> just silly things like that. And um, But, yeah, uh, all sorts of things gone on with members of the public in the crowd yeah that's awesome and then do you notice any differences between like the uk mascots and uh, mascots over here in the u.s like i'm, I'm over here in california <laughs> the impression i get and you can correct me if i'm wrong but i think i'm right that in a, in the states your mascots and your cheerleaders are part of the overall experience and I think I could be wrong and I think that they are almost semi-professional if you like at what they do it might not be paid or some would be paid I don't know but the club I think the team and the administrators of the team like it's more I think it's more organized um, but over here every mascot that I know is a volunteer. Some do get paid, but it's not a lot. It's just more or less expenses. And they don't have any, they don't arrange anything for you to do. Like all the props that I use, I bought myself. I use them for crowd entertainment and interaction. But um, they, the clubs won't pay out to, say, have me abseil down a stand or ride in on a hovercraft or riding on a motorbike or on a horse or anything like that, you know, anything out the norm, which in Australia and in America, uh, I, I seem to see that as the norm. Um, so ev everything that certainly I do is off my own back and my own expense um, because, uh, because I enjoy it at the end of the day. But I don't, th I don't think the club really appreciate what, the mascot can bring to the club in terms of revenue, merchandise and things like that. Um, so I think that's the difference. 
Yeah, no, definitely. Mascots get paid over here. Sometimes not a lot, but they are a part of the organization and they do bring in like a lot of sales like for their merch, whether it's t-shirts, whether it's little plushies or whether it's just the mascots. I mean, if you want a mascot Mm -hmm. at your birthday party, you have to pay. And whether it goes, you know, to the organization or whether it goes to a foundation. That is available, but it's all hit and miss. You know, some of the suits are getting old now, and that's why I said, look, if I do this, when I turn out, I want to look pristine. I want to look clean. I want to look tidy. I, You know, I want to make sure the kit is – it looks good. It needs neat and tidy, and, and my wife, um, she does all of that. She washes it. She irons it. She steams it. She, she does, does anything to keep that kit looking pristine. But whereas the club wouldn't, they yeah. would just – They've still got previous kits that I used to wear, and they still use them. And oh, some of them are absolutely minging. Uh, I just, <laughs> I wouldn't want to wear that kit again. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you know, I I once said, "Can I choose my own music?" And they said, "Oh no, no, that's all part of the playlist. The people who we've hired to do the music will do all of that." And I said, "But I know what I can do to certain bits of music." And but I never got my requests my own music and they do allow me to pretty much do what i want to do i i I do get away with murder but um, as far as music goes and halftime interactions with you know little competitions with that bring fans onto the pitch to do i don't get any say in any of that where i think i could add something and um, yeah it's all it's all stuff i've come up with really nothing from the club do you have any advice for someone that's seeking a mascot job in your area? I suppose it's the same in America, but inside the head, there's a notice. Or what if, if it's a new head of any mascot uniform, there's a notice in there that says, do not wear for longer than 20 minutes. And there's a reason for that. Uh, so I would say for anybody who's looking to do it is to put the kit on everything and keep it on for three hours and try running and try dancing, jumping about, and doing whatever you feel you need to do. And if you still feel pretty fresh after three hours, then it's for you. If not, don't bother because it's people think it's easy, and it's really, really hard because of the heat and the dehydration. Um, the, the heat exhaust, the heat exhaustion is, is just draining. And uh, I, so I would say. If you're going to give it a go, put the kit on for two to three hours and do as much running around as you can and see if you can handle it because that's what it's like every game. Yeah. It actually has a tag that says that. Sorry? It actually has a tag that says that. Yeah. Inside, yeah. Don't, uh, don't wear the kit for longer than 20 minutes at a time. <laughs> can you send me a picture of that? Because I would love to post that. <laughs> it's worn off now in the oh, head that I've got. Uh, if you got me a new head, it would be in there. But I don't think they're going to get me a new head now because I've told them I'm going to finish at the end of the season. Yeah. Now, I've been in a, in a mascot suit once and it did not have that tag. I would have I would have taken a picture of the tag if it said that because yeah. I've yeah. heard so many stories of how, how long. It's not 20 minutes or 25 yeah. minutes. It's way longer. Yeah. Well, I suppose it depends on the on the kit. I mean, but I'm supposed to be a wolf, a character, you know, a cartoon type wolf and because I'm wearing a fur coat, fur leggings, fur head. And within 10 minutes of putting that on, without doing anything, your head is dripping with sweat. So once you start running around and 
getting involved with fans and whatever, you know, it's, it is, especially in the summer, especially in the summer, uh, you know, May, June, July, August, September, it's, it's horrendously hot. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, I have to go into the changing rooms and take the head off and stick half of my body under the shower to cool down and, and then put the head back on and go out. And, and I used to suffer with dehydration terribly. Uh, but, I, I, you know, it depends. I, I drink so much during a game, but I don't know whether I've drunk enough to avoid dehydration because you, you, you're actually sweating so much. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I would say to anybody looking to do it, get the kit on, run around like a mad thing for two hours, and then tell me if you think you can handle that. Wow. Because not everybody is that can, you know, think it's that, uh, they think it's easy and it's not. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and would you say that's the hardest part about mascotting the heat? Or what's the hardest part? The hardest part is, it is the, it is the heat. It's, it is energy draining. And, you know, it, in our game, if you score a few tries, you know, you're jumping around, dancing, celebrating, doing whatever with the cheerleaders. If they score a lot of points at the end of the game, you know, I can't, I can hardly walk the next day after a game. Wow, that's a lot um, of energy. <laughs> it's just so, yeah, it's just so draining. And I need a good 24 hours after a game to recover. So I would say that's the hardest part of it. People just see you as a nice fluffy thing running about and they don't realize that inside you're dying. <laughs> it's, yeah. just, it's just the way it is. And so what's the best part about mascotting? The feedback from the crowd, I don't mean verbal feedback, although it, it, I do get verbal feedback, I get written feedback, um, but just seeing it in the faces, in the kids, that when you walk towards them, their faces light up. If you go to shake their hand or give them a, huddle, a hug, their faces light up. And if I do something with a member, a, a, a fan in the crowd, I embarrass them in some way, other fans around it are laughing and uh, just seeing that, just seeing the laughter that, that you've created, and this is going to sound um, quite uh, sick, really. But you feel, you feel the love, <laughs> if I can put it that way, that they have for you, and to see them all smiling and laughing and wanting the piece of you is just fantastic. It's like being famous without being famous. Yeah, that's awesome. Because they don't know who I am. I, I sneak, I sneak into the ground like a thief in the night and I sneak out they don't know who I am even some of the players don't know who I am I keep it very as very hush hush as, as much as I can so I mean 20 how, how many did you say 21 years I, I, I know it was over 20 yeah like, 21 years yeah how many yeah. people know that you're the mascot a handful obviously friends and family but in terms of fans no one Oh wow! Uh, in terms of players and uh, even staff within the club, a handful. It's all kept very quiet. That's my choice. I know some mascots who love the uh, idea of notoriety, if you like, and they'll take the head off when they know they're going to be spotted, and they like that. Whereas I don't. I keep it all under wraps as much as I possibly can. So there's very few people now. Do you think that you'll tell everyone when you retire or no? Just keep it a secret. 
not so sure about that one. I, I'm on Twitter. I might on Facebook. I might. Um, well, I will, I will say, look, that's it, guys. I'm finishing, and I might just put a picture on there and say, for those of you who've ever wondered who was behind the mask, here I am. You know, something like that. I think you have to. I mean, that's. <laughs> I think you have to because that's 21 years of your life that you dedicated, like blood, sweat, and tears. If you if you do decide to post that, please tag me. I would love to share that. I think that's an amazing accomplishment. I will do. Yeah. I'll send you a message or uh, a copy of it or whatever, so you can see. Yes, please. I would appreciate that. I uh, I joke, I don't know if you're familiar, but my favorite mascot is Cosmo for the LA Galaxy over here. And I asked him for an interview and he said when when he retires and I'm like, oh, okay. So, but I, I don't know like how long that will be. And you're telling me 21 years and I'm just like, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, the next one, next one below me is 18 years. Uh <laughs> And there's a, there's a few that have done 13 and 14 years and a handful underneath them, anything from two, three, four years. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's this once you, once you start, it, it's hard to give up. Yeah. It is hard to give up simply because of what I was saying earlier, you, all the feedback. It's nice to think that people appreciate what you do. But my knee now is telling me, you can't keep doing this. And um, so it, if the knee was fine, the other knee's fine, the lungs are fine, everything is fine. It's just the knee because it's a, it's a ruptured um, yeah. anterior cruciate ligament. It's a ruptured anterior cruciate ligament. And that's an operation which I'm looking to have done sometime this year. Um, but I don't think I'll be going back to it afterwards. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, you have to take care of yourself and, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. I I wish you yeah. luck with that and good health afterwards. Everything goes smooth and yeah. Well, I will I will let you know when it when it all comes to an end. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, I appreciate updates. I mean, I I know I'm like a total stranger, but uh, I just yeah, it's it's good to you know hear back from you guys, like or anyone that I've interviewed, and yeah. to update no, people that are listening. So I would like to share that you know that you're in good health and all yeah. that. So. Yeah, no, I'll do that. That's that's fine. What's your name, by the way? Oh, my name's Denise. <laughs> I totally. Denise. <laughs> we didn't yeah. go over that. <laughs> sorry, we just like jumped right into it. <laughs> that's all right. I remember now. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> oh man. Uh, so, what what mascots inspired you? Whether it was in the beginning when you very very first started out, or maybe now that you're seeing all these mascots over Twitter yeah. and Facebook. What mascots inspire you? It, uh, to be on, absolutely honest, it was uh, not a mascot in the UK. It was in SeaWorld in Florida. I was on a holiday. And you know the, I don't know if you've ever been, but there's a, there's a, where they have the big seal. Yeah. And they also they have a guy uh, dressed up as a pirate, but he's in a, you know, white face, the mime sort of artist. Yeah, I think I remember because I've been yeah. to the Sea World in over here in California in San Diego. So, yeah, and he entertains the crowd as they come in, and he did some things which were really quite simple but effective. And I, it was just at a time where I was probably going to get into the doing the mascot thing, and I thought that that is quite visual what he's doing with very little, well, no props whatsoever. And I, I, I 
took that and thought I, I can probably make something of some of the things he's done and, and so it was it was an entertainer at SeaWorld that sort of got me into doing some of the things that I do now and I think if he if that person who I saw if he was to see me doing what I do now he would recognize some of the things he did <laughs> but I like I like to think I've taken it a stage further uh, so I'd like to think he would think oh, I could do that now but yeah it was us in SeaWorld really that's awesome that's a unique answer <laughs> I haven't heard that yeah. one <laughs> we've been chatting for a while and do you want to add anything else is there anything else you'd like to add no I, not not really I, I I think I've probably there are so many different stories I could probably tell you but it would be here for another hour and, <laughs> I mean feel free um, to share like one more I I don't mind well, I did, I was asked, have you heard of Wembley Stadium? Yes. Yeah, uh, there was a game at Wembley Stadium. This is when I first started doing the mascotting, and it was Great Britain versus Australia. And we, they invited some mascots down to entertain the crowd at halftime. And so we were going round the ground, and um, they said to us, don't go on the pitch. You know, just stay on the side, don't go on the pitch. And it was there was eighty thousand in there, and I decided that wouldn't it be great if I could get a ball, run on the pitch, and run towards the sticks and score a try or a touchdown, as you would call it in a similar sort of game. And so I, I got to the halfway line and I, and I saw a ball boy, and I beckoned him to pass the ball to me. He passed me the ball. I ran on the pitch, and the crowd realised what I was doing. And the noise levels went up and up and up. And I just carried on running, dived over the line to score. And the crowd went absolutely hysterical. And that was one memory I'll always remember of scoring a try uh, or a touchdown for you in front of 30,000 people behind the posts. And that will always live with me. Yeah, the hairs on my neck stood up. just like being an actual player doing it. And, and I never got told off either, so that, that was a bonus as well. I was just going to say, wow. Well, I mean, with that many people cheering, I mean, yeah. it's it's like, what's the point? Yeah, I mean, it went he down did an it, absolute you know? yeah. <laughs> and, So, yeah, that's it. Well, that's, that, that would be the only thing I would add. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And do you have any shout-outs to anyone? At Mascot-wise? Or whoever, whoever do you think might listen or whoever. Oh, whew. Well, I know all the mascots over here in the UK. I, I, I follow on Twitter one or two in Australia and, and in America, but um, it's just, just all the mascots in the UK, they, they're underappreciated, I think, and uh, I think they would like the people who run the sport over here to know that they're trying to do their best in, under the circumstances and, and they're just they're not as appreciated as they should be really so that's all the mascots in the UK yeah I'm sorry I'm starting to learn that like when, talking with everyone um, I hope to get more interviews and I hope to you know I, I appreciate you guys I appreciate all mascots and <laughs> if they if they want to talk if they want to Skype do a Skype interview like I'm here and I will definitely share their stories and stuff if they want to talk yeah. so that's I want to shout out to you. Thank you so much um, for sitting down with me and, and chatting with me. I know it was rough, <laughs> the time difference and the scheduling. Yeah. 
And also shout out to your wife. She seems wonderful <laughs> for taking care of your suit. I think that's yeah. amazing teamwork right there. And yeah, she, yeah thank you so much. <laughs> you're very welcome, Denise. Hope to speak to you again soon. And that was it for episode number 17. Oh man, I forgot to bring my phone and check my <laughs> my phone to see if I did tell Neil <laughs> what my name was when I first messaged him. Because usually it's the same message. I don't always copy and paste. So uh, yeah, maybe I just didn't mention that. But I feel like that's what I usually start with. It's like, hey, my name's Denise. I run this podcast. You guys know it if you've seen it. And yeah, <laughs> that's why I love editing the podcast. <laughs> Oh man, I'm an idiot. Anyways, I don't know. I try not to bug you guys. I think I've said this before. I do a follow up and sometimes I forget to mention my name. I also like, please don't feel offended that I don't add you on Facebook or Instagram, like your personal accounts. Because I mean, once you exchange Skype emails, the internet's crazy and it'll start saying like, hey, do you know this person on Facebook and Instagram? And it's like, yeah, but I don't want to follow them and look like a crazy person. So yeah, that's why I don't add you. But if you want to add me, I don't post much on Facebook and my Instagram is just pictures of my dog and of videos of me singing and playing the guitar horribly. So yeah, I don't recommend you follow me. But if you want, if it makes you happy, go for it. (laughs) Just a few updates. Neil didn't give out his Twitter, but you can follow Wolfie at Wolfie underscore one and, you know, follow what he's uh, up to before he retires on May 29th. That will be his last game. And he's having surgery on June 15th. If you want to, you know, wish him good health, uh, his surgery date is on June 15th. So, and if you remember Danny, who is Scorch, I think he got married this past weekend. He said 10 weeks from the time that we interviewed. And I think that was this past weekend. So if you want to, you know, give him a shout out. That's at Danny underscore nine underscore Morris. Yeah, I think you should probably tweet out his actual Twitter and not Scorch's Twitter because Scorch didn't get married. So, And I think that's it for this week. I don't have much to say. It's been pretty crazy at work. I have a ton of meetings this month and I'm trying to do all these DIY projects and like clean my house and stuff. So just, you know, fix some things in the yard and make some things. I'm all about making things myself. So I don't know why I torture myself, but I'm trying to make a few projects. So it's been pretty crazy. But If you have any questions, if you have any feedback, if you're a mascot and you would like to be on the show, it's contact at mascotdiaries.com. If you would like to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, it's Mascot Diaries. If you would like Mascot Diaries stickers, DM me and I will send you some stickers. Just give me your address. And yeah, I think that's it. As always, thank you for listening and take care.